Welcome, 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 one and all. This is another episode of the Kingston Creative Podcast. Thank you, Odessa. I think you have been working on your musical sounds and I really like it. I know. It's the COVID gift. (laughs) It is, it is. How are you doing, Isis? You know, I'm not bad. I'm not bad. It's been warm. It's been sticky. We've been on new uh, curfew restrictions. Mm-hmm. Which and I don't mind. Cozy. I don't mind it at all. I like to be in my house. It's a safe space. Yes, it's a safe yeah. space. Yeah, yeah, I just yeah. miss seeing you. I just miss you know, seeing you. Like, yeah. or hanging Hugging out you up. Stuff. Exactly. Yeah. But, but yeah. we have this Zoom thing. And luckily, we have the digital age to, to kind of keep everybody together. And so we That's have to right. give thanks for that, right? Isn't That's that how right. this episode is coming together in the yeah. first place? Yes, it's coming together. It's coming yeah. together. Our powers up being our producers are making this come together. Mm, All right. Mm. So this episode is a very special episode. It's dedicated to my brother from another mother, Dexter Pottinger. And why Dexter? Because it's mm-hmm. all about fashion and what Dexter has contributed to the Jamaican fashion industry is bar none. And we are going to be talking to two amazing women who are pivoting in fashion. One has been in the business longer than the other, but they are both amazing women doing their own thing. And they are... Charles Baker and Casey-Anne, original Flower Child, 1999. Yes. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to this conversation with these fabulous ladies. Um, and yeah, like, do you think we should just get started? I think we should, but you know, if you're going to be listening to this, make sure you put on something nice, right? Uh huh. Settle into this space. Well, all right, let them just pause the tape. Yeah, pause right now. Put, go and put on a little something, something. Something real your, nice. And your little something website. to sip on. You know, put it together. Look done, done. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know what? Put on your best house coat. Whatever you've got, just put it on so you can really settle into this. And let's stroll down memory lane and even take a step into the future as we talk about fashion and Kingston and, and give our salutes to Dexter Pottinger and, and really understand what's going on. All right. So okay. this is the Kingston Creative Podcast. Let's get, it's all about fashion. Let's get all into about it. it. Yes. So welcome to the Kingston Creative Podcast. We are so happy to have these guests. Odessa, are you pumped? Wagwan, wagwan, everybody. I haven't seen you beautiful ladies in so long. I haven't seen you guys in so long. How is quarantine? How is COVID? Are you pivoting? What's going on? COVID is a mess. I'm over it, trying to pivot. It's even harder, I think, because I have a little person that is full of energy, but just trying to make the most of it, man. But I'm, I just continue living as best I can, you know, be keep safe, whatever. If I go to a store, obviously you have to have on a mask, but I'm not an advocate of the mask. I'm the bad one. <laughs> I just can't breathe. Like after five minutes, I feel like I'm suffocating. So I can do it five minutes at a Take it off and put it on. Take it off, put it on. Yes, same. It's been um, it's been quite a ride, COVID. Um, but I'm just happy to see that creative things are opening back up and everybody is kind of back on sets and you know carefully, of course. So um, I'm excited to see where everything is opening up too and that you know we're all safe and staying safe and yeah. But I'm happy to be here with you guys today. Yeah, All right, so this Kingston Creative Podcast is about fashion. And we had to go for two of our amazing fashionistas, stylists, women that are in the business, who we both know and love. Um, this is Charles Baker and Casey Ann, original flower power 
Um, you guys have done so much in the business of fashion in Jamaica and are waving the flag very high for us and have worked on so many projects. Um, we want to kind of kick off with Shal uh, first and um, get a little history about you and how you got into the fashion business and industry in Jamaica. Okay. Um, well, initially, um, I came home with the intention to just, you know, like open a store and design and, you know, make clothes, do custom work for people. I had started doing that and to be honest, it got quite miserable. Because, you know, people give you chalk and they want cheese, or they give you cheese and they want chalk, you know. And to be honest, um, the transition kind of went into film because when Paul and Storm and Joel and Niall and all of those guys were first coming together for the whole Black White Film Festival, they reached out to me to say, you know, if I'd be willing or if I'm able to do costumes. And I said, yeah, I mean, costume is just a garment, so why not? You know what I mean? So I ended up doing costumes for some short films that they would doing and then I, I just started to transition more into film and production rather than sewing to people and even though I still sewed for people on the side um, I was doing it more exclusive one-on-one -on -one. Um, and of course because we don't have a big manufacturing sector here it became challenging to really produce what I want to produce and you know I, I don't come from a family with big money so everything you got to work hard for so if I've had the seed capital and you know looking into investors like there's so many different you know pieces to put the puzzle together so i just decided that okay maybe i'll transition and go away from doing custom work and sewing for people to doing you know stuff now for productions for film and commercials and stuff like that so that's kind of how i transition i mean even now there's still one and two people that i still sew stuff for i still sew stuff for myself you know i'll jazz up you know now that i have a son i jazz up stuff t-shirts for him and different things but a lot of people i don't even tell them that i sew anymore because i don't enjoy it having to deal with people the interpersonal skills it kind of took away the joy of the creative process of making garments so whatever I sew or do now and produce it's just it's for myself and one and two very selective friends mm -hmm. love it that's a really I mean interesting way to come in can you tell us where you're coming from you said that you came back to Jamaica uh I was in Toronto. I was actually born in Canada, but then I grew up here as a child. And then, you know, mass exodus in the 70s when everybody was leaving, my dad took us all back so for school. So I did school. I actually started in fine arts and then I transferred into fashion. So my degree is in fashion design. And then after I graduated from Ryerson, I worked for about a year there. And I just came home one Christmas holiday, had the blast of a time, you know, go out, party late night. We woke up, watched the sun come up, and we went to the beach, had breakfast. And I'm just thinking, why don't I live here again? Like, this is the life. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> my arse off in winter, you know, first not on my I've always been, oh, I mean, I've put on weight now. But just, I hate the cold. It's a strong word. I hate the cold. And I just said, okay, I'm coming back home. And the plan was to return in a year, and I ended up coming back six months. I mean, I've had, I've gone back and forth. So this time around is actually my second coming because I was here for about seven years, and I went back to five, and I've been back now for what, 15, 16 years. <laughs> so yeah. dude, I'm not that young, although I'm forever 21. You know, <laughs> <laughs> we're glad you're here. Yeah, to be to make us whole. All right, Casey Ann, um, tell us about how you got started. I know a little bit about how you got started with a mutual friend of ours, Dexter Pottinger. Um, mm -hmm. But tell us, 
how you came into the business of fashion? Um, since I was 18, I would design stuff to wear to parties, just, you know, for myself, for my friends. And then um, I realized that I really like fashion. So I started a magazine with a photographer named Peter Dean that I was dating. And um, uh, Dexter, we just started, we took over the, I was the fashion editor and we started doing that together, um, brought in Dex on our team and we created some really beautiful work for that. Um, I then left and went to Art Institute in Miami to do film and kind of segued over into merchandising. And so I didn't really get any uh, uh, official design experience, but I understood fabric, I understand cuts, um, and I understand like, I like aerostyles so i kind of put all of that together came back to jamaica and um just started so styling was my main thing did some styling in miami and then came back to jamaica and launched a collection at caribbean fashion week which was well received and just kind of kept going in that direction of designing and styling so i've been toggling the two things work on different productions and eventually i've been able to work with some really cool celebrities in jamaica and some other people overseas so it's been um it's been a nice ride and it's been transitioning in this natural kind of way and so now I have a store that um, we call the third which is a wardrobe styling space and wardrobe rental space so yeah anything that encompasses fashion I'm into it um, and I've just stayed on that trajectory and it's been you know it's been really a it's been a it's been a good space for me um, and a great great outlet for my creativity in all aspects so yeah that's how I, I got here Yay. <laughs> Listening to the two of you talk about your histories, it's really, I think, important to understand that fashion isn't just, you know, a runway, right? That the way that you're talking about fashion as print, um, fashion as film, and then, of course, the brick and mortar, because you're both talking about the way that, you know, you can have these stores that, that deliver the merchandise or deliver your vision, really, to right. the world. So... Why don't we maybe now shift into how the space of Kingston has influenced your fashion vision. So who wants to take that one? Um, the space of Kingston. So Kingston to me is the style capital of the world. Um, every time I drive down the street, it could be the lady that sells oranges to, you know, a, a high socialite event in Jamaica. Jamaican people are, are generally very stylish. And, you know, a lot of the world takes a lot of nods from us um, in their style direction. So being here is like having your hand on the pulse of it and what's happening and, um, and, and the influence, the direct influence of it. So Jamaica has been like, of uh, an intensely creative uh, space for sure. And why did you choose downtown particularly to set up your, your space, your wardrobe space? Well, we really were passionate about the whole new development of downtown. I mean, every major city in the world, their waterfront or their downtown is a hip happening place. And we saw something churning and turning, you know, with different things happening from Art Walk to, you know, different Kingston creative things, the National Galleries down there. And so we wanted to really be in that space. And so that's why we chose downtown. And I mean, a lot of the offices, um, the most major offices are down there anyway. So people will pop by after work. Um, that kind of thing. So we, 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 we definitely chose that to just be a part of that community and a part of what is happening down there with art. Sure. Well, I'm just going to echo what um, Casey Ann had said about, you know, Kingston being the style capital. I mean, I'll go greater than that in that Jamaica on a whole. I mean, we are just the epicenter of cool. 
You know, we yeah. are cultural icons, you know, our music, our entertainment, fashion, mm -hmm. our art, everything, you name it. This little rock, we are just bursting with talent. And as you said, you know, is every aspect. And I mean, I remember when I was younger, I used to see ladies just going to work, you know, just the pencil skirt and the stilettos and them stockings and, you know, them walking and waiting for taxi or the bus or whatever. Like, they're just like, yeah. tell them. Miss Hotness is going to her like a nine to five, but she takes it serious. You know what I mean? And if you're going to a little party or whatever, everybody trash. You know what I mean? Yes. And of course, if you yes. take dance, I mean, you think of the days. I mean, I'm dating myself here now, but you know, yes. when we dance like Hosa Leo, you know, come two o'clock at night when the old two stay at the party. Yes, yes. Yep, yep. <laughs> so we have just been of course, to be reckoned with, even though on some maps we're about to expect. So there's so much that we influence. Like, we're natural-born influencers, you know what I mean? In everything we do, the way we speak, our music, how we look, everything. Mm -hmm. So it, there's no question as to Kingston being like a, a style capital or being an iconic symbol of what fashion and culture and coolness is all about. Shal, tell me about your project that you are working on with Kingston Creative downtown. Trust me, I'm just so excited and so passionate. I mean, I'm now, I mean, I was with it from the very beginning with the whole mural, you know, so doing that. So that's another side of me. I'm also an artist, separate and apart from being a stylist. So I paint, I make jewelry, all of that stuff. But the creation of the mural, so the whole art walk, that expanded now to the things that Kingston created, like the Artisan Collective Store, which is just such a brilliant idea. And I'm so blessed to be a part of it. I mean, we're really trying to get more people to come on board. But it's basically a collective space for all artisans to share and showcase their stuff. So you basically have a retail space. You have a proper storefront to sell your wares. And, you know, there'll be e-commerce coming soon to, to join the platform. So then it's a, it's a global reach. It's a, a complete expanse of reaching everyone everywhere, you know. But, um, and again, downtown, as Kishian said, rightfully, our downtown was sitting unattended and just rotting and going to decay for so long but that's not the way to be because globally your waterfront is like prime real estate you know what i mean if you yeah. go anywhere in the world london new york paris toronto whatever the harbor those spaces are the most expensive in terms of a condo you have a little box that is like millions of dollars and we have the whole of downtown just running rampant and empty and vacant so it's time we take up space and take it back and reclaim you know, what should be. I mean, back in the day, I hear of my mom and my dad telling me, you know, when they were young and back in the day, you know, BJ Hannah Wholesale and Time Store and Woolworth and stuff when it was. Mm -hmm. the, yeah. <laughs> so long, you know, when we had tram car, like we're the first Caribbean country from when that had tram car and all of that. Now we don't even have a train system. Like it's pathetic. Yeah. So right. we're going, so we need to now stop it and go in the other direction to make it worth our while. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Isis? Yeah, I have a question now about, well, the reality of the day, right? So, of course, we are in this COVID-19 situation. And so now I'm asking, I guess, if there's a, a way you can imagine or if you're crafting already an, a vision for Jamaican COVID fashion. Do you think that that's coming? I mean, look, honestly, not enough people are wearing masks and not enough masks are stylish. I understand your point about not wanting to wear them because they're not very comfortable or not wanting to have them on for too long, which, of course, means you can't go outside for too long because we need to wear them in public. Do you envision a kind of COVID fashion style that's going to take over Kingston? 
Absolutely. I mean, I remember when I went to Canada um, some years ago and I saw all these uh, cool skater kids just like riding down the road with these cool masks on and I didn't realize they were, it was for like ravers, right? And, and Jamaica, um, we're quick to take um, certain style notes as well. So um, even I just did a collection, um, I did a collection a year ago and it's like bodysuits with ski masks up to the face. So I think that there's so much to be done, even now on sets when we're uh, styling different artists um you know there's this one video that i just worked on where they're using like all these like studied masks and i think absolutely just just to see what jamaicans have done with their mask in general like when you walk on the road right now to see them you know that that's going to go into a style culture i mean um i looked at uh the people who are the bleachers and how they wear like those cool socks and they wear these pants and they, you know and the whole fashion is coming out of that too so we will always find a way to turn it into something that is integrated into our style that will come out looking cool so i have no doubts in like a few months it's just going to get crazy they'll have shirts with masks on them and like you know what i mean so i think it's kind of cool already it's it's heading there already both yeah. of you guys oh sorry go ahead Sean that you know like I think it's already here like we've seen so many you know mm -hmm. just thing that we've already seen the effects of COVID as it translates mm -hmm. to wardrobe and mask and you know people whether they're putting buttons on it or you know African mm -hmm. remember at first when it came out somebody called me and said you know Charlie gonna make mask and to me I was like oh, I'm using my African fabric for something else because I'm not giving any credence to the mask like I'm not feeding into COVID but that's personal standpoint you know what I mean? like I don't want to see this style perpetuate I don't want COVID to stick around like I really want it to just get lost but I mean I think we're already seeing the effects of all the fashion statements with COVID people have already laced masks you know that people have done the combo of the head wrap and the matching coordinating mask so yep. we have it already you know what I mean and we don't miss a beat you know what I mean we used to say like you know U.S. is sneeze and we catch a cold but I think Jamaica is flipping the script where we're doing stuff now and people are copying us so both of you have been working on a lot of productions, films, television projects. Can you name some of them? I've worked closely with probably more with Charles than I have with KCM, but can you name some, give our listeners what the projects that you've worked on because some of them are big I know that Casey Ann has done something with Beyonce I know you've worked with 007 Charles so like let's just let's tell the people then well we were both um, Beyonce, the, the Jay-Z and Beyonce shoot so we were okay and how was that um, well, I learned a lot from that experience. And um, one of the main things I learned and so later in the game as a stylist was that undergarments were the most important thing of any outfit. I mean, you know, just the way um, her stylist was organized with, uh, you know, just the stockings and the, the, the body things. And like, I, I, that's something I learned that stuck with me that like undergarments was one of the biggest things. But um, the production, they, they loved being here so much, Charlie. If you remember that they stayed an extra three days with us so that was really really cool you know it was it was an interesting experience for me um and it's not to downplay it in, in any way but mm -hmm. um it was interesting and i mean casey to it as well because i think sometimes you know as quote-unquote jamaican or as quote-unquote a third world country sometimes people may glorify you know a first world situation 
And I think it was pretty evident that when they came, based on what we, quote unquote, the locals did as styling, we could hold our own. You know what I mean? We and sometimes, quote unquote, these foreign stylists or foreign musicians or whatever will get top dollars, mm -hmm. will get Trump chain, so to speak. And yes. when you get to it, like, you know, they're copying the things that we would do. Mm -hmm. You know, it just, to Absolutely. me, just, you know, it, it was good to see that, okay, we, we can hold, hold our, our own in the space platform any space we can hold our own you know it can be and sometimes people get intimidated for those so and so whatever from foreign i mean I, I guess maybe i've just been very facey but from as a child i'm like you know the whole jamaica narrative you know better than me <laughs> you know more than me exactly <laughs> so so respect due to the team and everything but to me it just you know, brought home the fact that, you know, Jamaicans, we're, we're good. We know our stuff. You know? Yeah, and I think we, they learned some yeah. stuff from us too, Cheryl, as well as, you know. Definitely. They learned some stuff from us as well as, Definitely. you know, we learned from them. And I think, I, think, I think, sorry, I think another thing too that we have to our credit is because we don't have all these things accessible at our fingertips. Like That's North what America, I was going to say. We're resourceful. So much more creative and more resourceful. So Absolutely. If we are put in the environment where we do have everything at our fingertips, that's why whenever we leave Jamaica and we go to North America, we excel in the way we do because naturally we are gifted, we are creative. You know what I mean? Young, gifted, and black. Even when we're old, we're still creative. You know what I mean? We just there's a latent talent that's inborn within us that I think we take to any sphere of whatever it is that we do. You know what I mean? So to me, that was just a that you know do not be intimidated by anything or anyone just do the best of what you are called to do each and every yeah. situation yep absolutely and I, I can just imagine if we got half the budgets that a lot of these productions um forgot or the time yeah. to actually access things outside of jamaica like i can't even imagine what we would do as a as a creative um fashion group in jamaica right but back to your original question, Odessa, I mean, you know, some of the projects, again, was that the Beyonce was being on, you know, I was on James Bond, was also a dresser on Paddy, which was a great experience, you know, I mean, in Rosetown, dressing everybody. I mean, of late, I've done two recent of the Propeller cohorts, because that's another uh, short film thing that happened, you know, for the last three years. Yes. So I've completed two of those. Um, there's another one coming up. So, you know, different commercials just did something for um, Jamaica for Justice. So, I mean, I went from the whole COVID with one job. <laughs> and, I was just like, <laughs> mm -hmm. and then last week, I basically got like three, four, five things back to back. I mean, it got so busy that I actually lost one job because stuff doubled up. So, you know, there's been a lot of different different things that have been on the go. You know what I mean? So, but a lot has come in terms of, you know, film, videos, commercials, music videos and stuff like that. Yeah. Because we're now heading in a space where people want visual content and especially since COVID, everybody's online. So I found like the floodgates opened up after COVID, uh, got to work on, I was really excited to work on Chronix's new album, Della Move. I just got to stand in for Reddit, the Reading Magazine cover, but we didn't mm -hmm. get to go into full tour with that because of COVID. Um, also when Top Boy came, we worked on that as well. Um, that's a Netflix series that's huge in London. Um, so we worked on some of that. Also did a Julian Marley video recently and, um, you know, different projects, different corporate projects as, as, as Shara was saying and um, lots of different music videos with young artists and um, photo shoots, a lot of different, you know, photo shoots. There's a PR girl here 
um, from the States. So we've been working closely with her. She's putting out a book. So the, the clients run across a, a wide cross-section of things that are happening in Jamaica. Yeah, it's fantastic to hear that COVID-19 has actually brought a lot more opportunities um, within the fashion industry in Jamaica. Right. Um, how much is it yeah. that be, is it how much of it is because more people are becoming more aware of their appearance. Right. Because we have to do things like this where we have to be on Zoom or you're going to be on an Instagram meeting. You're going to be in these digital spaces that are going to be recorded. Do you think that's influencing how people are seeing themselves and how they want to essentially record themselves? Um, I think yes. I think uh, a lot of people now you 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 have more time to curate whatever it is you're trying to put out. So you know, TikTok got really big in COVID. So so many people like are able to kind of you know get more involved in a private space in what they're doing. And um, yeah, I think it's definitely definitely influenced that. Yeah, the aesthetics sure. have shifted. Shifted. A big buzzword, you know, the whole pivot. I think because so many people now have become content creators. I mean. You know, Joe Blow is now doing, you know, a home video of this or that or this little project. I mean, even myself, I mean, it's not that I wasn't doing stuff before, but I did, you know, DIYs with my son. Not that I really take into account what I'm wearing. But, <laughs> <laughs> but you guys, but you guys match. Even your son always matches. I know. Well, we're that. sitting on a, that's our special thing. And it was posted up when, you know, he first came, but he was the one that pointed it out. And I didn't really plan and it became a thing based on his observation. But I think yeah. because people are now more doing these DIY things, they're doing, you know, content creation stuff, as you say, share Twitter, Instagram, blah, 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 whatever, Facebook, all the different, different platforms. I mean, there's a bunch of them. I don't even know. But everybody's just doing something. So yeah. people who yeah. never did anything before, and this is from young to old, because, you know, the, the demographic has stretched, you know, the divide has widened as to who's now putting out content and creating stuff. I mean, so I think people are more cognizant now of, you know, okay, well, what do I look like? What am I going to wear? You know, not that they weren't fashionable before, but I guess it, it creates more of a presence and an awareness of what are we wearing and what are we doing? But I mean, again, we've always been stylish. I mean, stuff is quiet now because of COVID, but for all the different things that we have, you know, the, the brunches and the lunches and the parties and the premieres and the you know what you mean? I, you know, we say charity. You can't wear the same outfit twice, you know? So everybody's right. like... Oh, <laughs> I'm <laughs> sorry, I do. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> like, dress I'm wearing, you know? Like, I'm not... Yeah. But a lot of people in general... Yeah, when I like repeat. Yeah. No. <laughs> I wear, Wait I six wear months and then wear it again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, so... I want to bring up, um, I bring back up Dexter Pottinger because he did so much for fashion in Jamaica. And I want to hear from both of you a little thing or a little story about Dexter and how he inspired you and just to, 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 to honor him, basically. Yes. Um, Dexter was, uh, beyond this before his time for sure. And, um, there were so many times Dexter was one of my best friends since prep school. So there were so many times when we got, um, so one of the stories that inspired me, I remember Dexter was living kind of out of town and he would get these styling jobs and I'd pick him up from the bus stop and he had his, just these big bags coming off the bus and stuff. And I remember we got this, like, we got this big job and we're like, no, we have to look 
professional for this one. So we didn't have a styling kit. So we went to True Value and he bought this huge toolbox and he's like, this is perfect. It has sections and like can put earrings here. And so uh, what inspired me about Dexter, his work ethic was unbelievable um he was not just involved in the fashion aspect of things he was an all-around creative he was interested in the creative direction if he was on set um his job was never just to style you know he was directing the model on how to pose he was um always trying to tell you how to cut budgets or how to you know make it work for the clients so he had the left brain and the right brain and um i think that was one of the things that made him super successful i mean novia called him the um the uh, galliano of jamaica you know, um, and there, there was one time in particular, um, asked him why is he, he said he was, I was like, why don't you leave Jamaica? You know, you, you have all these people vying after you in New York. And he's like, hey, son, if I leave Jamaica, then like, where does that leave our fashion in a way? You know, there's so many talented people here. And he also brought so many people on his wings. He was not just about um, what he was doing. He always had, you know, all the hairstylists. He had like almost a little agency. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Other stylists, other designers, other, like he never left anybody else. So for me, that was really inspiring. And, um, you know, bless his soul, you know. It's funny, I mean, I don't have the relationship that Kaysian has, but I mean, I did, you know, interact with Dexter often, again, because of styling and jobs and the jobs where we work together. And it's, you know, it's kind of ironic because I posted a picture of him this morning on my Instagram, on my art page, Aww. in front of the mural, because, um, like, I was just doing a little collective of murals, because I'm in mural mindset again now, getting ready to do a new one. So... Mm -hmm talking with someone and, and they're saying, you know, like the mark that you've made. And I think of the mark that he made. I mean, he was called free for a reason. I mean, Dexter was a triple threat. Hair, makeup, wardrobe. The, the consummate creative. And I really rated his, his whole gig, his grind. He was always at it. And one of the things that I do admire is that he was always bringing someone up. You're always pulling someone up forward. So that's something yep. I truly, truly respected about him. I mean, I remember one time when we were doing the Jamaica 50 campaign for Red Stripes and, you know, we had to come together because it was about three different stylists that were on that job because, you know, it was a very big campaign. And, um, you know, I bought some stuff and I thought, okay, how are we going to make this new age? And, you know, it's always take, again, that, that lack of having stuff that you have to be creative and think outside the box. So I remember going to True Value, you know, that's a common thing. <laughs> yes, our favorite. Everything. <laughs> so... <laughs> I ended up buying a muzzle for a dog and I thought, okay, that's going to be, you know, a headdress and then different things, you know, did with, with shoulder pads and stuff and, you know, um, some other things like, you know, we're going to stick on whatever. And I, I just remember him when I pulled out to explain and he goes, oh my God, he goes, that's so sick. That's so sick. You know, that was his word. <laughs> laughed about it and, you know, just the creative process. I mean, I really liked how he brought everything together like you know he had a very creative mind and it was evident in everything that he did I mean he just exuded fashion in every single way like you know just from you know his home his environment when he's on set just his own person you know what I mean and, and as Christian said like he really he brought so many people together and he really just was a cultural icon you know very much gone too soon you know what I mean it's, it's very tragic what has happened and we've lost you know what I mean? Somebody who is visionary, but he definitely has made a mark. You know what I mean? So I'm, I'm just grateful to say that I had the interactions that I did with Dexter for the time that I did. You know what I mean? It's, it's definitely a void that's missing, but there's so many other people that are coming up that are really on their grind as well. So it's good to see that, you know, the ball has been set in motion and it's 
who yeah. who is coming up? Can you just throw some some of the other uh, younger players that are in fashion right now that are doing amazing work? Well, I think Christian herself is you yeah. know, the newer kid. Troy, Troy Rain, um, yeah. even there's Tia Clothes Girl, you know, Davinci she may yeah. not be Bootleg rock star, bootleg rock bootleg star. Rock star oh, yeah. And then that's going to get to him and say, okay, then the next big thing now, the new kid on the block or the big kid on the block is bootleg yeah. rock star. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I mean, you know, so Nico is coming to mack up the game. You know what I mean? So I think those are the, the players that are front and center. Who, right who in makeup is, is, is really cool right now that you guys could jump on? Oh. I, re I really love Sue's work. Um, Sue makeup artist. I, I like Kimberly Patterson's work. Um, always love Lonnie's work. Mm -hmm. uh, and there are a few other players right now. There's a girl named Mel that's doing really well. Um, Shara, I don't know if you you know a few as well that you yeah, wanted I, to mention. I just worked with Mel on something for a new condo that's coming up downtown called The Rock. So yes. yeah, and I, I worked with Mel on one of the drafter projects. Um, for makeup, I guess not as much because I'm still, you know, I'm a little bit more old school. So I'm still going to grow up to my girls that are always, you know, been around. And I think they're still on top of their game, which is, you know, Lonnie. I mean, you're in the mix is Kimberly, but Kimberly has crossed over as well. She's another triple threat because, you know, makeup. Dancer. Actress. Yeah. Yes. So yeah. There's, there's people that have been in the game before. And, you know, think about makeup artists that I really like that they will go away like a master class and other things to keep upgrading and to stay current mm -hmm. so as much as the newer makeup artists but i still rate and respect my my old girls and it's not yeah. to say old, even carol reed who you know mm -hmm. just yes carol. you know because kathy crosses over from makeup even to you know like theatrical stuff right so her special effects makeup is everything yes yeah i worked with her on king of the dance hall she's amazing she's amazing right. My mindset may not always be like just within fashion retail because I'm more on the production side of stuff now, mm -hmm. more on the side of stuff now. So, you know, in terms of those people that I, I mess around with, you know, but there's definitely some other younger people coming up, you know what I mean? And to me, it's just about continuity and growth of the industry. Like just to see it grow where I remember, you know, at one point in time, you'd get a call, oh, we need a makeup artist. Who can you recommend? And you'd be like, oh. There was only one me. person at that time. Mm -hmm. And that That's was like, Cecile. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Now it's, it's great to be able to call on different different people and mm -hmm. that honing their craft and that the industry can grow and continue because you know you do have to pass the torch. You know, I mean, you can't just stay in that one spot for so long. You do have to bring bring someone up. You know, you you have to you to be like someone, and you also have to bring someone up as well. You know what I mean? And there's, and I feel like there's space for everyone um, because it depends on who your client is as a stylist. It depends on who your client is, um, what look, what's the look you're going for. There's some people that are really good at um, different, different things, contouring or one person I know would be really good at dancehall makeup or whatever. So it's like everything kind of travels and, and, and is shared between, you know, different people based on what you really want. Definitely. for that specific project so there's room here i think for all the creatives and um i see a lot of creatives working more and more together like um one makeup artist will send another if she can't make it um even oh, wow. with you know different stylists um if i can do something or i work along with Shara. if i have a job i'll call Shara and i'm like Shara, you know do you have these costumes or you know so we there is a whole community happening with makeup artists stylists and i like to see the synergies and that people are working together 
and and not trying to you know segregate themselves that's that the way forward that's the only way that we're gonna grow our business and our economy um, no, by working together right sadly we we've come from that quote-unquote willy lynch syndrome the slavery mindset like this is mine that i'm gonna hold on to it you know what i mean but we're breaking away from that because we have to be in this game that's the only way we're gonna win mm -hmm. and a lot because these budgets are <laughs> you have to right. make things to make it happen you know what i mean so if you know somebody i mean a lot of the times i'll tell you honestly i've, I've contributed to a lot of projects where it's a labor of love because what mm -hmm. i've been it's it's a joke it's patty money but the joy and and the whole achievement and accomplishment of it is seeing these dreams come to, to reality you know what yes. I mean? that okay one day the budgets are going to come so even if it's just to pave the way for somebody else but mm -hmm. it's to create. I think the biggest thing for me during this time of COVID when nothing was going on, it's like I was explaining to someone else, like as a creative, when you don't get to create or put out what's inside, a little piece of you dies every day. Like Casey, and I don't know if you feel that way, but as a creative, if you're not creative, like I start to feel ill. Like I, I yeah, I start to feel ill. And, and, and when you do so many um, jobs that you don't really get to have your point of view on you start to find things to create like you Shara, yeah. you go and you start creating your fans which are beautiful or your earrings or something else to, to get your outlet and to exactly. also give you some artistic um control as well because not often as stylists in jamaica we get our, our, our creative control even like with designing people will send you pictures of a dress already and ask you to replicate it and that's one of my biggest pet peeves by the way mm -hmm. um, <laughs> You know, like I, there's no honor in that. And so I'm like, we can't, we're creative enough to change this around and even make it more amazing, you know? But yeah, so I, I hear that. I hear that. Can I just, I guess, you know, we're probably getting to the end of this conversation and it's been really interesting to hear all of your perspectives. How about we take it back and then throw it forward with one of your fashion loves from the past. It doesn't have to necessarily be a Jamaican fashion love. Um, so any, any big fashion trend that happened anytime in the past that you love, can you tell us about it? And can you give us one fashion prediction or fashion hope for Jamaica specifically going forward? Okay, well, in terms of who I like, um, if I go back to Toronto, my hometown, you know, there was a group called Comrades. Like, I just liked their styling because it was very simple, you know, just very clean lines. I mean, that's always been my kind of design ethic. Less is more, you know what I mean? I don't like the fussy, fussy, frilly, frilly, foo-foo. So, you know, I just really admired their styling. And, of course, Reikau Kubo, to me, it was just, you know, tops. You know, there's just different, different people that, you know, you admire internationally. And then in terms of locally, you know, people who you've respected that have been in the game for so long, like even as we said with Biggie, just in terms of that iconic, mm -hmm. owning your own look, your own brand, your own game. So we go back to the outro that I think he's somebody who made such an indelible mark on Jamaican fashion that you cannot deny his worth and his contribution. Amen. The way forward. Ooh. A hope. Um, I mean, you know, to me, fashion is is cyclical. What goes around comes around. As I said, there's nothing new under the sun. So mm -hmm. different, different things. You may take an old silhouette, and as Christian said, you may add something to it and make it new. But my hope is that the whole pants down on your knee, that fashion thing, like it's the worst, disgusting, most <laughs> that is still around for the longest. So my hope and prayer is that that will disappear because I'm tired all these saggy butts and it's not even like they have a cute butt for cute underwear like, <laughs> <laughs> i'm just so sick of it you know what i mean but yeah 
like I just feel like we're going back to like cleaner, more minimal, more fresh. You know what I mean? Like not this over over ornate. Is, is that even a word? Did I just make up a word? But you know, really ornate, yeah. A, a, a cleaner, cleaner way, and I think that's just an echo of the world. Like we're just going back to simpler times, like taking it back to ground zero. Nice, Casey Ann. What do you have to say? Um, I would have to agree with Char in terms of going forward. Um, a lot of people are taking influences from the Yeezy campaigns and even uh, uh, Louis Vuitton and um, those people that are kind of everything is kind of going minimal. So I hear you about the over ornate thing. Um, but I also feel like dancehall culture will always be here to stay. It's going to transcend time. The, 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 what do you call those again? The bandanas are always going to be here. The marinas are always going to be here. Clarks is always going to be here. So as, as things change, it's the more they stay the same. And I actually really like um, that our style has transcended time. And so I'm cool with where we're going forward um, and, and still kind of keeping a lot of essences of what we had back then. So love that. Um, in terms of influences, I love Alexander McQueen, love his art. And right now I'm really loving Zarina Ackers that just worked on Black is King, actually mm -hmm. got the got to meet her when she was here as Beyonce's head stylist um, and, and got to see inside of her brain. She was just so quiet, but a powerhouse. And, and I'm loving what she's doing with, with everyone. She also does Chloe Times Haley. So love that. And to go back locally, um, Dexter was is still my fashion love from Jamaica. Um, one person I'd love to see come back from Jamaica is Biggie. Like I, he has yeah. been on my mind. Biggie was, and right now Biggie would be doing, because it, it was minimal, it was denim, it's denim on denim, it's minimal, it's all that. So I would love to see, um, he was one of my fashion loves in Jamaica as well. Hmm. Thank you. Let's see how these oh. visions come true. <laughs> Ladies, thank you so much for joining us. I can't wait to see you guys in person. I actually wore one of your earrings last week, actually, Sha. Oh. So I'm going to be like... Nice. Bye, Jamaica. Build Jamaica. We got to do That's right. Yes, That's right. yes. Build our own. I love it. All right. Thank you, Sha. Thank you, Casey. It was a great pleasure to meet you both. Take care. Thank you, guys. Bye. Bye. Okay. Bye. Stay safe. Bye. Okay, you too. Um, All right, so this yeah. is Odessa and this is Isis. And this is the Kingston Creative Podcast. It's all about fashion, style and fashion. And we out. Peace. You've been listening to the Kingston Creative Podcast with hosts Isis and Odessa. Hope you enjoyed it. If so, please download, share, subscribe, tell everybody you know. Want to learn more about this modern movement in the old capital city? Well, link us on kingstoncreative.org. Or follow us on social media. We're on Twitter at KGN Creative, on IG at Kingston Creative JM, and on Facebook, Kingston Creative. Pop us an email if you will, info at kingstoncreative.org. So, catch you on the next go round. But until then, see you soon in the capital city by name and nature, Kingston. Yeah.